Hi everyone, I'm Ekta and uh, like you listen to me on all different platforms. मेरे पास अक्सर बहुत सारी कहानियाँ होती है बातें होती है किस्से होते हैं लेकिन बहुत कम ऐसे मौके मिलते हैं वेर एन आई गेट अ चांस टू लर्न समथिंग स्पेशली वेन इट इज़ अबाउट स्पेसिस एनर्जीज क्रिएशन स्ट्रक्चर्स वेरी हैप्पी टू वेलकम टू यू ह्योर एट गोयल हाउस एंड गेस वॉट वे बिगनिंग स्पिरिट ऑफ गोयल दिस होल सीरीज और मेरे साथ नन अदर देन समन हु डजेंट इवन नीड एन इंट्रोडक्शन एंड लाइक आई सेर इन द बिगनिंग इट सेल्फ कुछ लोग ऐसे होते हैं जिनके आने से पहले उनके बारे में उनके काम की बातें उनके सारे एफर्ट्स उनका इन्वेस्टमेंट वो सब कुछ पहले उनके बारे में बता देता है सो देर आर सच ऐसी शख्सियतें होती हैं एंड वन सच पर्सन हु इज़ विथ मी हियर इज प्रोफेसर अनिकेत भागवत हेलो सर वेलकम सो फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल नॉट प्रोफेसर Pleasure to be here. I am a student, like I said, and just here to learn everything which I can. Firstly, thank you so much for giving your precious time. It's an honor to just even be in this room and sit here. Pleasure, absolute pleasure. मैंने आपसे आने से पहले ये अभी शुरुआत में हम बात कर रहे थे पूछा कि आप कुछ कुछ यू वर हमिंग आप कुछ गुनगुना रहे थे. So you said that you were listening to something, and आपने कहा कि आप इतना ज़्यादा म्यूज़िक से कनेक्टेड हैं कि सुबह आठ से रात के आठ तक यू आर कॉन्स्टेंटली लिसनिंग टू म्यूज़िक और आप छोटी से छोटी एक डिनर पार्टी के लिए भी प्लेलिस्ट रेडी करते हैं सो वट अपार्ट फ्रॉम जैज डू यू लिसन टू यू क्या आपने कहा कि ऑफिस में अक्सर जैज बचता है नहीं जैज तो बचता है ऑल्सो ब्लूज लॉट ऑफ ब्लूज समूफी म्यूजिक एक्लेक्ट्रिक मिक्स and um, at some level i think you know it's also a relationship between music and the way you look at design Gee. right uh, so i've believed very strongly ke ya to aap music le lo ya visual art le lo painting Gee. le lo there are different styles and each style or each genre has got something that is very profound in its making and if you have to be a good designer i think your ability to appreciate all this Gee. is absolutely critical because otherwise you can get trapped ek matlab ek style mein aap you know fans jaate ho yahi hamari style hai lekin acche designer ka ek matlab ek hallmark hona chahiye that he should be able to understand different styles absorb them make them his own or her own and then try and develop a language or a new syntax or a new vocabulary that is relevant for that project and i think that's a great thing that you learn from music so whether it's you know from different parts of the country or different parts of the world the world is rich because of music and arts and i think there's much to learn from an yeah. artist at heart that is what i feel because when you talk so deep about music that is what i i get the idea that that it does inspire you it brings out a lot of stuff so when you talk about sufi music आप कौन सा सूफी म्यूजिक सुनते हैं? बिकॉज़ आई एम वेरी मच इनटू सूफी म्यूजिक अबीदा ऑफ कोर्स अरे वाह एंड सो ऑफ कोर्स अ लॉट ऑफ अबीदा देन नुसरत यू यू हैव टू लिसन टू नुसरत देन अ होल लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स दैट माय फादर इंट्रोड्यूस मी टू एट व्हेन ही व्हेन आई डोंट इवन नो द नेम्स नाउ बट यू नो अ लॉट ऑफ पाकिस्तानी सिंगर्स दैट ही यूज्ड टू प्ले मी सो आई हैव गॉट सम प्लेलिस्ट समटाइम्स आई लिसन टू इट देयर इज एक्चुअली अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग वर्जन डन बाय समबडी कॉल्ड रामया आयर आई हैव हर्ड दिस किस किस शी इज डन आज जाने की जिद ना करो एंड शी इज डन अ वेरी वेरी डिफरेंट वर्जन देन द वन दैट इज डन बाय द ओरिजिनल बाय कानून 
And this is part of a Coke studio. And you must listen to this version. And you can't get it anymore. So if you try finding it, it's actually difficult to find it. It's a very mysterious, husky sort of, very different Farida Khanun sort of number. Have you heard Man Kunto Mola? Of course. But have you seen it with the dance? Yes. Yes. So that's brilliant. I think I think the scenography, the scenography, yeah. But that's unfortunately. So I keep looking for her. So she, this is a girl who lives in England, and she sings from the Abhi Sampa and Abhi Sampa, and she lives in England and she learned Carnatic music as a young child, and then grew up and now she does this Sufi. But strangely, hasn't done too much more. So that's that one number. One number only one. Yeah. So. I think it's like Ramayayar. So there's that one number. But yeah, that's stunning. And I think the filming is beautiful. It is. It is. Yeah, definitely. It's quite stunning. So about the music, talking about landscape, architecture, I'm sure you get to like, you know, itne sawal aapke paas aate honge in sab cheezon ko lekar and there have been so many interviews and everything and all. Still, I would love that like me, there must be many students there who'd love to go to the basics and understand and learn from you. What exactly do you think about the landscape architectural scene in India? If we begin from there. Well, I mean, in the sense that you know, one can one can sort of do uh, a historical perspective, but I don't think that's really what we want to do right now, hmm. right? Um, I think it's kind of necessary first to understand a little bit about the landscape profession itself. I mean, hmm. at the heart of it what is the landscape profession and one can say many things one can say it's about designing parks it's about design one can say all that but at the at the heart of it it is to be able to create a syntax which can connect you with different ideas of nature that's all so at some level landscape has to connect you to the world and the world of nature and the world of nature is, of course, plants and biodiversity and animals and the sky and the movement of the stars. That's fundamentally the job of the landscape architect. Now, the landscape architect can use different vehicles to do it. So you can design a garden for somebody's house or a corporate place or whatever it is. Yeah. But at the heart of it, the job of the landscape architect is to tell stories of nature and connect all of us with different ideas of nature. Because very often, when we talk about nature, we tend to talk about nature like it's one singular generic thing. But as you know, like music, nature is not one thing. Nature is a million things, right? And each of it has a different meaning, a different nuance, a different texture. And the more you sort of you know, spend your time thinking about it, and if you can create spaces where different ideas and different facets of nature are being presented to you in a way that it touches your soul, I think then you're doing your job. So the rest of it is okay. I mean, you know, that I guess is just being efficient. But finally, I think landscapes is about making us connect with the world so that we become better human beings, I guess. How beautiful you, you yeah, put it no. in a way. I mean, like. 10 years of my radio career, when I used to speak on air, the one thing that I learned from all my teachers was at the end of the day, connection is something which, which brings it out. Whatever you speak, whatever, no matter if it's the words, if it's the script or whatever content it is. And I didn't hear that at the end of the day, it is the connection. How you connect 
environment, how you connect, and you, you bring something which, is, which touches your soul. Yeah. I mean, because if you look at, I mean, I think architecture is also that, right? Can the be. idea of making space. Making spaces. And finally, what we don't seem to understand is that the walls are unimportant. It is. it is what is held in the walls, which is the empty space that is important. And if that space can talk, then you're doing the real conversations. So very often we begin to think of architecture as, or your landscape as, but actually that's the envelope that holds architecture. So similarly, landscape is the spaces between the trees, the spaces through the plants, the manner in which the sky is red. That's really the story of the landscape. And I think to be able to, and it's like music, right? It is. So music finally is great because you hear the pauses of the music. I mean, the pauses are as important as the words, sometimes more important. more important. And I think spatial design is that. It's the pauses that are important. The rest of it is the structure to hold the pauses. Are you a poet at heart? No, no, I don't know what I'm I at heart. I don't know because so you're putting hard. it all so poetic, the way you're describing yeah. it. I mean, till date, if we talk about whatever is available on the net or in the books or whatever, even we, stuff we listen in the conversations or speeches, most of it is about structures and creations and, and design and technicalities. But the way you're putting it, you're making it sound so poetic, all of it. But that's fundamentally why you become, why does a, why does a singer become a singer? Why does a painter become a painter? Not to paint canvases, right? But to tell stories, stories of your times. And to connect you with the past. And you know, the whole idea of connection of time, which I find fascinating. So people say, you know, design must connect with time. And I ask them, what time are you talking about? Because there's a time of the butterfly. And there's a time of the dinosaurus. And both the times are important, right? Which really means that you have to be able to do something that connects you to the instant. And something that plays in your mind for years and months and decades after you've been there. Space has to do that. It has to connect you to different ideas of time, not just time. So very often we make the mistake of saying time matlab past hai, present hai, future hai, hai. But what is the measure of time? And if, and, and, and again, I come back to music. It's music. a measure of time. It's the beat that you start creating, right? That's what design is about. And I'm sure that all of us grew up and went to colleges wanting to do that. And then somewhere along the way, life takes over, I guess, and you forget why you became that person in the first place. But so it's amazing to remember that. It's amazing that... That's that the only way to be, right? Yeah, that you know that how and why it all started. Because we get caught up, we in, get caught up. in life and life takes over. Takes and over. Sometimes it's good if life doesn't take over. Do you write? I like writing. Hmm. I like writing. I love... I at, There was a point of time when I used to have a habit and I used to write... 500 words every day, just as a way of dealing with my mind. Yeah. No, no, I didn't send it, it to it anyone. Out. Yeah, but uh, so I love words. I'm I'm fascinated with words. So it does come out beautifully. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Honestly, the way you're describing it, it sounds very amazing. That's why. So, so when did this happen? Like to your heart, if we talk about this whole connection thing, that okay, the whole वो बोलते ना घंटी बजती है ये करना है. This 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 touches me. This is what I want to do. If we go back to the times. So, I mean, I don't have any profound story there, right? I That's mean, okay. I'm sure people have profound stories. Nah. I have none. That's okay. And I think it grows on you. Nah. And it grows on you the more you... So I think, like everything else in life, 
you first have to have the commitment to engage, True. right? So, was I born a good designer? No, nobody's born a good designer. Mm. And, you know, I was a mediocre student, so it wasn't as if I was very good in academics. But somewhere at the back of my mind, I was a great reader. I used to read the most incredible books by the time I was 12 and 13. So, books that most people don't even open till they're 25. I'd finished reading them by, by the time I was 13 and 14. Right. So, Solzhenitsyn, Nietzsche, I'd like poured through them, right? And I'd understood, even while I was reading those books, which was very complicated, that I wasn't going to understand them unless I read them twice and thrice, right? Or read, went back and read pages again and things like that. And I realized that application or rigor is the only way to build love that is lasting. The other love is instantaneous, right? And it'll go, it'll go as quickly as it'll come. But if you want a long-lasting love, then you have to put in the effort for it. And the it effort is, work. yeah. And that effort is a rigor that you bring to what you do. And there are times when you don't understand things. And you don't, you wonder why everybody says, ye bahut pyara hai, ye bahut sundar hai. You don't know. But nonetheless, you know, I used to go and just sit. So I remember, for the bulk of my life, and this has stopped only last five years. But I think for about 30 years of my life, Twice a week, I used to take my cycle in the night, go to Sarkej Rosa, sit on the steps of Sarkej Rosa, alone, and think. And I've gone there in the rains, I've gone there in the full moon night, I've gone there when there's a no moon night, and I used to go, and I used to sit, because I found it very profound as a place. And I've been drawn to places like this, right? So, I mean, Sarkej Rosa is one place, Adalaj of course, but I never managed to go there very often. Uh, Bhimbetka, if you know, in uh, near Bhopal, which is this old cave. Jagdish Chowk in Udaipur. So there are places in my life that I've gone and just sat, right? And reflected upon what made these places happen in the first place. I mean, what was the mind that allowed these places to happen? And then gradually you start building a deep bond to, to what is happening in these places. And that bond is not about that but it's about the dimension of the lake. I mean, you look at Sarkej, right? So have you ever wondered the dimension of the lake? On one side you have the Rosa, on this side you've got the King's and Queen's Pavilion, right? This is sacred and this, if you want to call it, is worldly or profane, whatever you want to call it. Imagine if the lake was double the size. This connection would not have happened. Imagine if it was half. The sacred and the profane would have mixed. So there's a dimensionality that is almost like crazy, cerebral, right? And you sit and think, who figured this out? And then you sort of, you know, gradually begin to say that this can only happen by thinking about everything over and over and over again. Sometimes you'll get it right, sometimes you'll get it wrong, it doesn't matter. But uh, the fact that you must invest huge amounts of thought in every little action that you put in became a habit. And once that becomes a habit, then love follows, I guess. And that's a deep love, so it doesn't go that easily. It is beautiful. Uh, and what I understood out of this whole thing is that how how emotionally invested 
you are when you visit these structures and like for example a layman like me like when we go to these places we we look at the outer beauty of it and we want to click pictures and we are absorbed by the whole out, outer beauty that's how i'll put it but now somewhere i'm getting the idea that the ones who are behind such creations they look at so much inside it what energies it is giving what is the place speaking how is the vibe there there are so many things about it like when you're talking about visiting all these places and just being there just observing just feeling just just staying there it brings out so much i mean i keep saying that whatever you design you have to be able to talk of it as a series of emotions it is and you should not use adjectives while doing it so you can't say things like beautiful or or whatever you can't use adjectives and yet you have to be able to talk about space as a series of emotions and if you can do that then you're doing something otherwise you're putting together brick and mortar but you know what's the big deal so if we talk about your favorite garden space like oh. across india and even such structure oh plenty plenty we've done an exhibition of this so yes i have my whole set of favorites and nishad bag nishad bag is something that is way up there uh i don't know whether you want me to tell you why but nishad bag no i why of course oh, oh, because do. i've read about it that nishad bag oh, is very it. close to you yeah. i'd love to know that like what so there was a point of time that i went around and travel looking at i so we were doing this exhibition so i went and met old nursery men old gardeners writers librarians and spent several years just spending time with them and one of them was of course go and see these gardens and you know and the question i asked myself is that as a as a professional designer today as a landscape architect when i look at history why should i be looking at what is the lens i should use to look at history should i just look at history because it's old i mean that's important sure it's a it's it's a fragment of a time that has gone by and so we must learn from it but as a contemporary person as a contemporary designer why should i look at history and then i started developing this lens for myself where i started looking at gardens through the prism of culture politics sociology of that time right so if you look at kashmir you know kashmir is a valley with one little mouth and you enter through that one little mouth and kashmir is essentially water and land that's desiccated by you know different kinds of water and as you enter the valley the mountains start rising right and you're connected to an outworldly sort of space because the mountains are rising and the sky starts sort of presenting yourself and yet kashmir is this land that is tightly bonded by joy and yet seems to be imploding with pain i mean you know you feel it all the time and nishab bag for me was exactly that i mean that you come from dal lake you actually the first terrace actually has been broken now there's a road but earlier it connected to dal lake so you came from the ud kamal bridge which is that bridge and you went under the bridge and you walked up the terraces and as you walked up there was a sense of openness but as you came closer the chinar trees start getting taller the water starts changing so water from being very quiet starts getting turbulent so it really tells the story of kashmir the water that comes from the mountains 
and then when you get to the last terrace you start seeing the zabarwan hills and you realize that this is actually the story of zabarwan hills and dal lake and life in between and this is the story of kashmir so i started looking at gardens as a way of understanding where we are as people and i found that lens pretty interesting because otherwise you know you can walk in and say ye paving tha ye stone tha ye planting tha which is fine i mean you know that's important too but unless one begins to look at some metaphysical some conceptual structures in the spaces that are profound so you have to ask answer to yourself why are they profound i mean why? you just can't say they're profound because somebody is saying they're profound right why are they profound to you Damn. and the other one that i thought was stunning was uh, rambag in so this babar's first garden in agra when he first came here it's a big garden and it's essentially a grid and it connects to the river on the other side and so you entered it was late in the evening vinay who was my colleague and i both of us went there and i sort of looked at it from outside and said what's the big deal i mean i know this garden i mean i've studied the plan i know the garden it's a grid so what's the thing and then i started walking and when you start walking on a grid slowly you start losing your sense and it actually happens your sense of place starts disappearing because you're walking on what feels the same but you're actually moving right so you think you're doing the same movement so while the body is moving in your mind you're doing the same steps because you're just walking on a grid so your body and your mind can't relate to it at some point so actually at some point i had to stop and i said was i moving was i not moving and i realized that i'd actually gone through half the garden so my body had moved and my mind was still stuck there and the only way that i could find reference was with the sky and the water and you know these are the kind of things that fascinate me that how simple things can just change your perception in life right so yes i mean i got a whole bunch of gardens that i love these are two of two of them which was the recent one that that you saw and you're like you know it it did move you or this oh. so i'd gone to lecture in uh, there are two actually i'd gone to lecture in melbourne and finished the lecture and they took us to this place called cranbourne botanical gardens which i believe anybody who goes to melbourne must make the trip to whether you like gardens you don't like gardens it doesn't matter you must make yeah trip there he's right <laughs> and this is really so you you know botanical gardens usually are repositories of plants and they've got greenhouses and you kind of know here yeah, these guys have been able to create literally the poetic narratives of the landscapes of australia so you've got the red deserts you've got the glacial lands and you go there and it's almost like you know that actual piece of nature has been supplanted here so it's fascinating so that i thought i called it the taj mahal of botanical gardens in the world so that was beautiful and the other one is in it's a public park called andre citro which is the old citro factory in paris and it's interesting because as public gardens we followed one typology for the longest time the french are the only people who have experimented with that typology they did it with park de billet and then they did it with this and here you know you start seeing the ideas of form and wilderness put together constantly and it's something that i've always enjoyed that you know how do you start putting the hand of man and the hidden hand of god in continuous conversation but they're in conversation they're not 
they are not standing alone. And how do you keep doing these conversations between them? So when you traverse through this landscape, well, it does things to you because you know you are listening to many voices and you are trying to figure out what works for you. So I thought that was a beautiful garden too. Yeah. What is your idea of an Indian garden? Like, like what comes to your mind when we talk about an Indian garden? It's a compliment from a genesis standpoint. I think it's very difficult to pinpoint mm. something that's an Indian garden because our roots go back uh, to pre-Mogul, for example. Mughal, yeah. And you know, Shakuntal talks about the cloud going on and describes the courtyards below. And so it's very, first of all, I don't think that there's anything like an Indian garden because mm. you know, till 75 years there was nothing like India. There was nothing. So you know, we were a large mass of people with different states and different you know, kingdoms. But I think the idea of ritual is very important in the Indian garden. And that's not true in a European garden. Uh, and it's also perhaps coming out of the fact that a lot of our earlier gardens were connected with a temple or even if it's a, a domestic garden, mm. a courtyard garden in parts of Maharashtra or mm. Kerala or Bengal. That the woman of the house was connected to the garden because there were a series of rituals that were there. So whether it was puja, whether it was to get food from the garden and somehow that whole act of being connected with your garden is something that I find, it perhaps is there in Japan, but I don't know enough about Japan. But I certainly know enough about the Americas or Europe and I don't think that ritual exists in those gardens. Mm. In our case, it's almost a cultural, religious and social ritual. But you know, there are many activities. There are so many things there that you do with the garden. So this ritual thing I find kind of interesting. That you try and embed and hope that you know, they enjoy those rituals that you're embedding into it. Because it changes your life, I mean. Changes the way that you. It definitely yeah. does. It definitely does. Oh. So I think there is a lot which I'm going to make notes about, and uh, this entire conversation has given me a lot today. A lot of learnings, a lot of insights, a lot of understanding in terms of how how these places, when they are created, there is so much behind them in terms of energies, thoughts, and a lot of investment, emotional investment. So a totally. Uh, new understanding that I've got today. So My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so My much pleasure. for giving your precious time. And yeah. as a student, I'll just say that I have taken a lot out of this session. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. My <laughs> pleasure. <laughs>